Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you and bless you. We are grateful to you for your love and your mercies. And I pray that you will speak your word unto us. For your, the entrance of your word brings light. And to let there be light coming unto us in Jesus' name. And everybody say a big amen. amen. This year is our year of revelations and fruitfulness. Someone say revelations and fruitfulness. A revelation is something that was there but was not available to your physical eyes and later it is unfolded onto you. And this year I believe that there are many, you see Ghana has always had oil but we never knew about it till it was discovered. So there are many glorious things that God has for you that you are going to discover. And this year you are going to discover wonderful things. Yesterday Dr. Ralph and uh, Dr. Jolene discovered marriage. Amen. Amen. And so will you also discover yours. Some of you are going to discover new business opportunities. New education doors are going to open unto you. New revelations from the word of God are going to be unfolded. Mighty miracles are going to be your portion. And any time that your eyes are open unto something, it eventually leads to fruitfulness. Amen. If you don't know that it's important to sow a seed in order to get a fruit, you may not sow the seed. But once you plant your tomato seed, you know by revelation that you're going to get fruits. Amen. But everything just starts from God. If we're going to be fruitful and we're going to work in revelations, then we need to follow Jesus. Tell somebody follow Jesus. In John chapter 11 verse number 12, Jesus, these are the words of Jesus. John chapter 11, verse number, sorry, chapter 8, verse number 12. Sorry. Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am, can we read together? Jesus spoke to them again, saying, one, two, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Amen. So this year, as you follow the Lord, as you follow Jesus, you will not walk in darkness. Amen. Oh, I say you will not walk in darkness, Amen. but you will have the light of life. Amen. This year, may you have the light of life. Amen. The light that brings li- no life unto you. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? So if you are following Jesus, what were some of the things that Jesus did? Today I'm just going to zero in on just one main thing. And that is prayer. Somebody say prayer. Yeah. The Bible says concerning Jesus in Luke chapter 3 verse 21. Before he started his public ministry. Whilst he was praying. Whilst he was being baptized and praying the heaven was open. Matthew didn't record the reason why the heaven was opened. And Mark didn't record the reason. But Luke who was a physician, and physicians are very symptomatic-minded. They just look at the signs that somebody is exhibiting, and then they can, by that, diagnose or interpret what is going on. And so, Luke really saw what happened and recorded it. So he said that when all the people 
were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And wh while he prayed, the heavens was open. So what was it that caused the heavens to be open? The prayer. Amen. Amen. The prayer. Now, why was it necessary for the heavens to be open? Jesus was going to start his public ministry. And anything that you are going to do public, and anything that you are beginning with, you need God. That's what the Bible says, in the beginning, God. Someone say, in the beginning, God. So in the beginning, when you wake up in the morning, God must be first. This year. When you are going to write an exam, God must be first. For an interview, God must be first. When you are going to eat, God must be first. Someone say, in the beginning, God. God is very, very important in the equation of our lives. So when Jesus was going to start his public ministry, he knew that there are a lot of oppositions in the world. Paul said that a great and effectual door is open unto me, but many are the adversaries. So there are many adversaries, there are many oppositions. Jesus, as he came into the world, one of the key things he did was he was binding demons, casting out evil spirits, because our world is full of evil spirits and challenges. Amen? Amen. So in order to be successful in any endeavor of your life, in business, in education, in your marriage, as parents, you need the hand of God. So even though Jesus himself is God, because he's in the flesh, anything that is in the flesh needs God. So Jesus himself prayed. And as he prayed, Bible said the heaven was open. And when the heaven opened, what happened? The Spirit of God, the Bible says that came upon him. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he came in the form of a dove. And number two, a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. So you realize that prayer will cause God to appreciate you. Prayer will cause the presence of God to come upon you. And this year, as we embark in prayer, as we start the year, may we start the year in prayer. So that we can experience the literal presence of God coming upon our lives. That's why in Jeremiah 3.3, he says, call unto me, I will hear you, and I will answer, and I will show unto you great and mighty things which you do not know of. For behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Then he asks in Jeremiah 2.27, is there anything too difficult for me to do? Ladies and gentlemen, this year, everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. Somebody say, everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. That is one statement that John Wesley made. And John Wesley was a man of great prayer. He prayed so much that his knees looked like the knees of sheep. He knelt down, always praying. He rode, he prayed and rode on horses that his legs became bowlegged to work the works of God. And this year, by the grace of God, we are going to pray. That our heavens will be opened. And that will experience the glory of God. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. Paul said, be careful for nothing. Someone say, be, be careful for nothing. Or be anxious for nothing. There are many things in this world that will cause us to be anxious. Anxiety. Be worried. 
But he said, be anxious for nothing. But in everything. So he said, in everything. But in everything, by crying, by complaining, by whining and pining and pouting, by prayer and supplication. Amen. Prayer. By prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Your prayer is not complete without thanksgiving. Amen. And the moment you begin to thank God for your prayer, you know that it is settled. But he said, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests, your requests, your requests be made known unto God. And when you have done that, verse 7 says, and the peace of God, the shalom. Someone said the shalom. Shalom is talking about completeness. It's talking about wholeness. It means that after you have prayed, completeness will come to you. Wholeness will come to you. On the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. It means that it's completely complete. It means that whatever that you need, I have, I'm, I've made sure that it is settled. I've paid for it with my blood on the cross. So your future, your progress, your honor, your prosperity, your strength, your salvation has already been paid for. And all you've got to do is to just connect with him in prayer. Amen. In everything, in everything, in everything, in everything, in everything, in everything, in everything. Listen, the best way to save time is to pray. The best way. Sometimes you are you realize that you are struggling with this and this and that. Pray first. Tell somebody pray first. Yeah, pray first. There are times that I'm even looking for something I can't find. And sometimes you can spend a whole day looking for the thing. But if you just knelt down or you were quiet and you sat down somewhere and you prayed a little, you would see the interventions of God. This year. May you experience the interventions of God. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, in Matthew chapters, I'm going to read two quick scriptures from Matthew 7 and Matthew 11. They look alike, but then I'm going to then explain something from it. It's important to pray. Now, what is prayer? Prayer is basically communication with God. Now, the best way to always build up a relationship is to pray. If you don't pray, and the, and, the, and the best way to stop any relationship is not to communicate. So, communication is the bonding factor between two people or two groups of people. Amen. And so, for me, communication is very important. Hallelujah. Because the more you communicate, the more you understand each other. Hallelujah. So, prayer is communicating with God. Most of us, we keep talking. Da, 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 da. As you're praying, please take a little time and listen to God. And God will also speak to you. Amen? So whatever you keep talking and asking for, if you were just a little quiet, the Spirit of God has also spoken to you and said, take this step, do this, A, B, C, D. Now, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11, Jesus himself gave us something very important. You know, he, he, sometimes people have needs, but they don't make a demand. Now, if you don't ask for things, you are not going to get. So he said, ask. So somebody ask, and it will be given you. 
Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. That's all. Ask. Now the ask, the acronym for ask, A-S-K. The A is a ask. That means I make a demand. And this year you have to make a demand. You see, if you don't ask or don't make a demand for something, you are not going to get it. So you need to make a demand. Amen. If you don't ask me for what you need, how would I know that you need this? And sometimes the asking, now the next one is seeking. Seek means that diligently look out for. May you diligently look out for. Yeah. Then number three is knock. Knock means amplified. You see, there are times that you can ask and you just stop. But when you knock, that means you amplify, you press on and on, the person will know that you really want what you're asking for. Can I have an amen? amen? Yeah. Yeah. So, there are times that the mere asking or making a demand, daddy, sometimes your children say, daddy, will you give me this or can you give me this? And you think that, oh, I don't think you really need it. But then the person comes to make his or her case that I, I need this. I need this. As a person says the second time and the third time, you give it a, you know, a concern and say, okay, I'll do it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so sometimes God really wants to know whether you really, 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 really want it. Because sometimes when you give things to people who don't really, really need it, they mess up with it. They don't cherish it. And so you need to press on. And in your prayer relationship, it helps you to know God better and appreciate God better. Amen? Amen. Okay, so the verse 8 and 9 says, everyone who asks, receives. It didn't say when the bishop asks and the prophet asks. Amen? These days we have turned men of God into gods and idols. By the grace of God, I've been preaching over close to about 40 years now. Over 40 years, I've been preaching. But I can tell you that you must base your faith on God and not in men. Yes. Your faith must be in God, not in men. In fact, the Bible says that cares be the one who puts his trust in men. What God says regarding his servants in Jeremiah 3.15, he says, I'll give you pastors after my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So the work of the ministers, they are to minister the word of God to you, but you are to eat the word. When your mother cooks the food, you are to eat the word. So you don't have to be a lazy Christian. This year, don't be a lazy Christian in running after prophets and pastors, but seek after God. Run after God. Run after God. Wake up and pray yourself. Fast yourself. And you will see that you will know God for yourself. Amen. Yeah. I remember I preached somewhere in Atlanta. I preached a minister. I was so exhausted. I went to the pastor's house to try and find myself something to eat and go. People came there again. This lady came and I prayed. And after that, I said, I said, hey, 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 hey. You see, and this is where they do and then they coin something. So if you are, you are a funny person, say me, who 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 say me, what is in the Bible is what I've told you. If God really also reveals something to me, I'll tell you. And I told you the other day that the Old Testament prophet is different from the New Testament prophet. In the Old Testament days, 
The Spirit of God came upon only three categories of people, the priest, the prophet, and the king. So nobody had access to the presence of God. Nobody could hear from God. The priest offered sacrifices on behalf of the people in prayer. The prophet heard from God on behalf of the people. And so we say, that's here the Lord. And the king ruled the people on behalf of God. So they were the only three people that they poured oil on. But in the New Testament, the Bible says in Revelation 1, 5 and 6 that we have been made priests and kings unto God and we have become a kingdom of priests and so now you have a right to hear from God yourself because you have become a child of God and every child has a right to go to his parents and every child knows the voice of his parents. So if you don't know the voice of God, then it means that there's a problem with your being, uh, your childhood or your sonship or your relationship with your God. So it is better you develop that relationship. Am I teaching you something here? Yeah. And that's why people get up and say, "We're not be near you. We're not be near you. And we know you see kind of way. Yeah, yeah. So you go, why? Ha 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 ha. You go down where you go and queue. To go and meet one prophet with all kinds of different oils green oil, yellow oil, 500 cities. Meanwhile, you haven't paid your tithes, you don't do another dedicated. Meanwhile, if you did adore and gave to the work of God and even to the poor and other things, things would have changed for you. Yeah. This year, I want to challenge you to know God yourself. Can I have an amen? Yeah, challenge you challenge you. And the truth is that somebody can prophesy. But the fact that you even receive a prophetic word doesn't mean that anything is going to happen. Amen? Yeah. Because after if you have received a prophetic word, it's like becoming pregnant. You've got to give birth yourself. <laughs> you don't become pregnant for somebody to give birth for you. So you've got to work on it. You've got to pray. Am I preaching somebody here? So everyone that seeks what? Anyone that prays, verse 8, let's do it quick. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks. Everyone who asks. Everyone who asks. Everyone who asks. Everyone, 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 everyone. Everyone of my children who come to me and say, Daddy, I want this. I do it for them. Yes. Except you don't, except you don't ask. If you don't ask, it means that you are self-sufficient. So, in fact, even when we don't pray, show that, Lord God, we don't need you. Yes. Yeah, you are in charge. Anytime you, see, when you wake up and you don't pray, you, are, you step out and you go and drive the water, and you zoom, you are going. It means that you are in charge. When you are married, don't pray about the marriage, you are in charge of the marriage. When you are doing business, don't pray about the business, you are in charge of the business. When you give birth and you don't pray for your children, you are in charge of your children. So God has left you. You'll be in charge. But when you lift them up before God, the Bible says that your children shall be taught of the Lord and grace shall be their peace. Amen. Yeah, because you have presented them to somebody higher than you, somebody who understands them better. Sometimes you don't understand your children. There are times you don't understand your wife. You don't understand your husband. Is that not it? You don't understand your friend. But God understands them better. So if you entrust them in the hands of God, the one who understands will fix it for you. Everyone who has received, 
He who seeks find, and to him who knocks, it will be open. To him who knocks, to him who knocks, to him who knocks. Yeah. It shall be opened. May it be opened. I said, may it be opened unto you. And this year, it should be importunity prayer. So we say importunity prayer. Yeah. There's a woman who I think in, 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 in the Luke chapter 11, he says that uh, this woman had a, some guests and went to knock on somebody's door. I need some bread. And this man, the Bible says that this guy went to see a judge for, for justice. And the man wouldn't budge. But he said that this woman, she will weary me with her much asking. So I better just respond to it. So sometimes when somebody comes to you and comes to you and talk, well, so how am I going to make But you see, your continual going is rather an expression of your faith. Because if you keep asking something from somebody, it means that you believe that the person can do it. That's why you keep going. But if you just ask once and you leave, you see, that those who are working say principle of faith. Faith, you ask once and that's it. No. Keep asking. Keep asking. Yes. Keep praying. Yes. Keep seeking. Amen. And you have it. Amen. And I, I, I like the verse 11. Let's do it quick. Verse 11. Wow. It says, If you then, being evil, eh, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him. It means that when you ask good things from the Father, he will give it to you. Yeah. This year, he will give you good things. Yeah. And flip your Bible to, put your hand over there, flip your Bible to Psalm 84 verse 11. He said, the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He will give grace, he will give what? Grace and glory. This year, you receive grace and glory. No good thing. No good thing. So I say, no good thing. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright. So once you begin to walk upright, no good thing will be withheld from you. Receive it in Jesus' name. But he says, if we've been evil, know how to give good gifts unto our children, how much more the Heavenly Father? So anytime that we're asking, I see this God giving us good things. And anytime that we're, we're praying, God always releases angels to come and help us. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 20 to 22, the Bible says that as Daniel was speaking, praying, and confessing his sins and the sin of God, Israel, he said, I'm presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Whilst I was speaking in prayer, whilst I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, caused to, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening oblation. When he was praying, the angel came and touched him. Hallelujah. And as you are praying, God will send an angel to touch you. An angel to touch your situation. An angel to touch your family. An angel to touch your children. An angel to touch your, your, your circumstance. Now, who is an angel? An angel... We have celestial angels and terrestrial angels. Some say celestial angels. That is heavenly angels or heavenly beings. And then terrestrial, terra, earth. Earthly beings. Now, the 
Celestial angels are the heavenly beings or the helpers. Now, angels are beings that God sent or entities that God sent to assist us to fulfill his purpose concerning our lives. And everybody needs a helper. Someone say helpers. And so a human being can be an angel to you to become a helper to you. This year, may God bring helpers to you. May God release angels to you. Amen. Amen. One person that you meet can hold your hand and take you to high places. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I remember many years ago, those times when you queue for visa, when you, you know, British High Commission, I was more than number 300 and something. Far back. And then somebody saw me and said, Reverend. Say, yeah. And I responded, they said, oh, you. So what are you doing here? I said, I'm coming for visa. And the guy was working on the British High Commission. So he held my hand, took me to the security, and said, this is my pastor. Then took me inside. I was the first to be interviewed. By 8.39, they were done with me. and said, come for your visa in the afternoon. An angel of the Lord took me in. This year, may an angel of the Lord take you in. I said, may the angel of the Lord, may he pick you from the back seat to the front seat. From the bottom to the top. From shame unto glory, from obscurity unto notoriety, may your story change because of angelic interventions. When an angel comes into your life, things become very easy. Can I have an amen? And this year, I believe that as you are praying, I tell you, angels are going to be released. Amen. So when he was praying in the verse 22, the Bible says that when the angel came, the angel informed, he said, He informed me and talked with me. So you see that. An angel of God will inform you about something. And he said unto me, Oh, Daniel, I have come now, or I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. Some version says, I come to give you insight. Someone say insight. So when you pray, God releases angels. May you receive angels who will give you insight, give you understanding. You see, when you understand something, you do things with ease. When you understand giving, you give with ease. There's no struggle. When the Bible says the husbands love, wives submit. When you understand it, you, you do it with ease. There's no struggle about it. But when you don't understand, you say, why, why, why should I submit? No, 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 no. I can't do that. But when you understand what the Bible says, when you, when you understand husbands love, you love. When you say wife, submit, you submit. When you understand what the Bible says that honor your father and mother that it will be well with you. Once you have that understanding, you have no fight with your father. And you have no fight with your mother. And there shouldn't be any situation that anybody here will ever have a misunderstanding, a fight with your father or your mother. Bible says, honor your father and mother, not your father you like or your mother you like. Or your mother who does things you like. Honor them means honor them. You may not like what they do, but never dishonor them. Yes. Oh, no, never dishonor them. Because you are angry with your father, he's talking to you as sitting. You have skewed your face. You're angry with your mother, as your mother is talking, you are walking away. We don't do those things. When they call, you say, I won't come. They send for you. No, 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 no. You don't do that. So understanding makes you do things with ease. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen. Are you here with me? Yes. Okay. 
In Acts chapter 12, they arrested Peter, first James, and the church didn't do much about it, so he was beheaded. He was killed. Anytime you don't do something about a situation or an issue spiritually, it deteriorates. In fact, anytime you don't do anything about the situation, likely it will deteriorate. But in the verse number five, Bible says that they arrested Peter. You see, when they arrested James and beheaded them, and then Herod realized that the people were happy, he went ahead to arrest Peter. But in Peter's case, the Bible says that constant prayer. So we say constant prayer. That is why you see there are issues that you don't, you don't, you see, <laughs> when, when you, when you have malaria, you can just take a one course medication and you'll be fine. Is that right? Or webs, just take maybe three days, you are done. It's malaria, the coatem, whatever, for some three days and you are fine. There are even certain things, only one tablet, it kills it. So there are things that you ask once and it's answered. But there are also things that you have to be on it constantly. Like if somebody has a mental problem. Mental problem means that every day you must take your tablet. So you see the person is dressed nicely, everything, he can talk nicely because a drone is oppressed. That one room may draw one day, two days. Yes, then you see the person. Oh, now question again. It's because of the fact that the tablet has not been taken, and there are situations in our lives if you don't take that spiritual tablet or prayer that day, you see the thing. Are you are you here with me? So sometimes, even, let me tell you something. You may, you, you, you may be married. You see that, Charlie, your husband, you've prayed about something. That thing, you don't pray once, so because it is inside his genes. You have to be at it every day. If somebody said, may, people pray in order to get husband or wife, and then they still have to pray for the person to be able to sustain the relationship. Yes. You have to keep at it. So for some of your children, you don't pray once about something. You have to pray consistently on that thing. Constant. It's like a stone. You need to pray until that stone breaks. Amen. Are you following me? So he says that constant prayer. Somebody say constant prayer. Yeah. Not when you feel like praying. Not when you feel like praying, but constant prayer. You are eating, you are praying. You are chatting, you are praying. You are driving, you are praying. You are not always listening to politics. Uh, this year, you must do things that would add value to your life. Not where you are arguing, MPP, NDC. Uh, the spectators at the football stadium they are not paid. It's the players who are paid. The two players, they are paid in their own way. You stand by the flanks and you are angry. 
spend your energy to do something that is more productive for your life. Amen. If anybody is arguing about something, they say, excuse me, thank you. Thank you. Because there are times that no matter your explanation, auntie is here. Eh? Yeah, auntie is here. Auntie is here. You won't understand. You understand. So you just leave them. Leave them to time and to God. <laughs> amen. And that is where your prayer comes in. Can I have an amen? amen. So when they pray, God sent an angel. Then when the constant prayer was prayed, God sent an angel. And the angel went and touched Peter. And his chains fell off. And he led him out of the prison. Through the first gate and the second gate. And the third gate opened of their own accord. And then he went into the city. There's a city that you are getting into. And you need an angel of God. But the angel will only be released. Remember that Bible says that angels are ministering spirits sent forth by God. So it means that when you don't contact heaven, God will not send his angels. Amen? Amen. Yeah. If you need something from me, when you ask me, I may send somebody to come to you. I hope you are getting me. So when you talk to God, he will send his angel. This year, may God send his angels. I see God sending angels unto you. Can I have an amen? Now the second thing that when we pray, and that's going to be the last point for today, is when we pray, there is a supply of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the supply of the Holy Spirit. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit so much. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who comes to repair situations in our lives. Can I have an amen? amen. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 19, and I'm going to prove that scripture. Philippians chapter 1 verse 19. If you have it, a new American version too, you can read it. Paul said, I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your, through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Paul was being persecuted. A lot of things were going on in his life. People were even preaching Christ, you know, a, a, you know in a funny way so that he could be attacked. And as Paul prayed, he said that, I know that whatever I'm going through will turn out, this prayer will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirits. Amen. So it means that prayer brings about the supply of the spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. The prayer brings about the supply of the spirit. In Acts 4.31. Acts 4.31. The Bible says that and when the disciples were threatened and when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So you see that prayer causes the presence of God to come into a place. Yeah. When we, went, we got into the lockdown, 
and then we're not allowed to come into the church room. Something became more re-echoed to me that truly when the Bible says, you know, that God does not dwell in temples made with hands. It's so true. Yes. Our bodies is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the church. When I got here, it's like the place was ice cold. Because we're not coming here. No prayer was being prayed here. Eh? No prayer was being prayed here. And I, I couldn't believe it. My eyes were filled with tears. I said, is this the church that we have there? You come and vibrant people, people praying and shouting and jumping. And there was some cold atmosphere there. So, I decided to mobilize prayer. I said, let us pray. To warm up that atmosphere. And that's how come I began to do meetings here. Before the lockdown. Because I was doing it in the house. I said, no, something must begin to change. So you see that your house can be so cold without the prayer. Because without the prayer, there will not be the supply of the Holy Spirit. There will rather be supply of demons. They'll be fighting. Husband and wife fighting. Children are fighting. Because there's no Babakokwai. There's no Holy Spirit. No Holy Spirit. But when you get a Baloshida, Ligianda, Shabra, Tosia, Fariamba, Father, we give you thanks. I give you praise. You sit in the trotter and say, God, I thank you. And I bless your holy name. Once you are walking on the road, you are praying. I mean, you will see that there's been the supply of the Spirit. When you go to your shop, listen to me, pray. Some of you have got shops and things. People go and eat all kinds of, they swallow toads, they are swallowing lizards, they are swallowing cockroaches, they are frying them, roasting them, doing everything. Yes, I'm telling you, people go and get mojos. Your mojo must be the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I remember going to a shop in, in Belgium to go and buy something. A friend took me somewhere. Afro shop, when we got in there, I think those guys are not whether somewhere from Congolese or whatever. Who got there? They were they had closed the shop, even though it was time for them to open the shop and they pray. They're praying. So we're not, they said we are praying. So I stood there 15 minutes, we are praying. 30 minutes, we are praying. One hour, we are praying. So they decided to go. They pray for about three hours. That day, probably that day was their day of prayer for whatever. And after that, Come and see people when we got back. People inside the shop. Yeah. Oh my drone, no, no. A drone, no. The Holy Spirit. They are made. They are power. Through prayer. Through prayer. Through prayer. Amen. I stayed with a contractor in the house. Instead of early morning, he running around in, in his own fiscal strength. Eh? By your fiscal strength, you shall not prevail. Because the Bible said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. This man will wake up and be praying and praying. I said, ah, no, Papa, I'm glad you want to. Be praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And when he steps out, he goes to get contracts that are beyond him. So he will sublet. They do the job, he gets his money, and he's enjoying. I'm not saying be lazy and don't work. But I'm saying prayer must be first. 
Can I have an amen? amen. This year, pray. Somebody say, pray. pray. And as you pray, you will get the supply of the Holy Spirit. And when you get the supply of the Holy Spirit, you will change everything. Let me just give you one more point. You see, why do you need the supply of the Holy Spirit? In Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, verse 1 and 2, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, if he created, it means that, you know, he thinks something very nice. The verse 2 says that, and the earth was without form and void. The Hebrew says the earth became, it's tohu vabohu, it became. So it means that God never created something which was without form and void. Are you getting me? Good. And the and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So three things happened to God's world he created. Number one was what? Shapelessness. Number two was voidness or emptiness. And number three was darkness. And what happened? For God to get it repaired, I would say the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. So you need the Spirit of God in order for a resolution to take place. Are you here with me? In Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, when God created man out of the dust of the earth, how many of us have ever formed uh, something, maybe you created an image from uh, or uh, an object from a clay. You have created something from a clay. You've done that before. Maybe I'm sure when you were growing up or you went to the sea and then you did some sandcastle and created, you said, this is this Spider-Man, this, uh, this person, this person, and all those things. Did, did any life come into it? Yeah. And that's what the Bible says. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And what happened? When he formed them, the man was lifeless. But the Bible says he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. He put his spirit in him. So it's the spirit of God that sustains you. A, that spirit is what gives you life. So if you want life in your home, in your business, in your relationship, in your education, and in your marriage, let there be the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. Amen. So, all I want to end my sermon today is that this year we need to pray. Amen. And as we pray, there will be the supply of the Holy Spirit. And just as the Holy Spirit, the, 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 thing about, the thing about prayer is that when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he repairs a lot of things. Amen? Yeah. Sometimes you'll be there, you go to crusades, and somebody can't lift his hand to eat. And the person says, somebody's body is twisted, and the body gets straightened out. What happened? There was an infusion of the power of the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit penetrates into the situation, it will change. And ladies and gentlemen, this year, we are going to pray a lot. This month especially, which is the beginning. Eh? January is the month of the womb. Yeah. yeah. The womb opens things up. And so we are going to be having our 21 days fast from 11th to the 31st of January. Amen. Fasting and prayer. And everybody here on your own, not on our meetings, will pray a minimum of 120 hours. And we are going to give you papers how you are going to show you how you pray and you are going to take it. 
No matter the work you do, whether you work 24 hours, you still pray. Amen. Because everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not out of word, but I'm out of time.